1: hello everyone i want to welcome you to another episode of the keys and anklets podcast i am your host michael c and today i have another special treat for you um i enjoy interviewing couples and it's very rare that i get a chance to have a a couple on at the same time i really enjoy doing these kind of interviews and i I hope to do them more so tonight who i have for you is i have m and s they are a hot wife couple um that i encountered a few months ago on the website uh, Black to White. And so today I have with me M and S. Once you guys say hi.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey.
1: Okay, and M is the Mr., S is the Ms. Uh, so just so that everybody knows uh, who I'm talking to. And like I said, I, I, I met them before and I had initially uh, approached them about doing an interview. And at the time, she didn't feel as though she was ready to, to do an interview. And so I kind of, you know, put her on the back burner. And fortunately, a few months later, you know, they've become even bigger fans of the show. And, you know, they both wanted to come on. So I'm, I'm very thrilled to, uh, to have them on here. So, you know, without any further ado, let me go ahead and get into the interview. So first of all, guys, why don't you let my listeners know, how long have you been married?
0: That would be six years.
1: Okay. And how long have you known each other?
0: Seven years.
1: Okay. So you were together for about a, a, a year before you guys got married. Yeah, yes. a little over a year. Okay. Now, one thing that I do want to say to let my listeners know, my podcast is all about hot wifing and cuckolding. And until now, the majority of my guests have been from the cuckold side of the spectrum and i really want to bring more balance to it so i'm really happy to have a, a, a couple on that represents the hot wife side of things so i'm really looking forward to kind of bringing you their story and their experiences just to kind of balance things out because i never want anybody to think that my podcast is you know specifically a cold, a cold podcast or specifically a hot wife podcast i mean it. I wanted to deal equally with, with both lifestyles because I'm very much involved in both lifestyles. So and we're glad to help to
2: out. It's, uh, we both love the show, so we're glad to be a part of it and uh, be a voice
1: for you know, our dynamic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, thank you very much for, you know, for agreeing to do this. Now, Am, a question that I have for you, mm-hmm. and I enjoy asking the husbands this question, what do you remember from the very first time you saw her? Like, where were you when you saw her for the first time? Even if it was before you actually said anything to her, like, what do you remember about seeing her for the first time?
2: Well, the first time I seen her was pictures. Are you, do you mean, like, uh, in person?
1: I mean, it doesn't have to be in person. Just, like, to tell, tell the story of how you guys met. Well, we met on a, a
2: dating app, and... She had messaged me, and initially I was a little skeptical because she messaged me at 4 a.m., which I thought was odd. Like, who's up at 4 a.m. sending messages? But after talking to her, I found out she worked graveyards, and uh, she seemed very intelligent. And I was definitely interested in meeting, so we went and had uh, sushi. And I remember seeing her at the stoplight in front of me, and I recognized her from the pictures. And I said, okay. I like what I see. This is uh, so far so good. I thought she was very attractive.
1: Okay. Now, so you actually met online? Yep. All right. Very cool. Now, how long had you been talking before you had that initial sushi date?
0: A couple of weeks. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks.
1: Now, I, you know, I've, I've met people online before and you, you always have that little bit of trepidation when they show you pictures and it's like okay, is this a recent picture or how close is this person mm-hmm. going to resemble this picture? When you saw her in person was there like a sense of relief? that Because I've seen pictures of her. She's a very attractive woman. So when you, when you first saw her you know, in person you know, was, there, was there that sense of relief that okay the pictures were on point?
2: Absolutely. They were very accurate. So, you know, a lot of people will doctor up their pictures or send you a picture that's five, ten years old and they look nothing like that. Hers were very accurate. And I went out of my way to make sure mine were accurate, too. So there was no surprises on either end.
1: Okay, very good. Now, S, she said that you messaged him first. What was it about his profile that made you want to reach out to him?
0: Oh my gosh, he looked like an everyday guy. He is handsome, tall. Um, what stood out to me was just how genuine and truthful and it's just handsome it as is what I was looking for in a in a I guess a a boyfriend or a partner, or what whatever I thought he was gonna be. I just I I knew that's who I wanted to to date.
1: Wow, that's fantastic that you guys met and, you know, had your, your courtship and here you are several years later, you know, and now you guys do have a family, right? We do. Okay, mm-hmm. and are your, are your children still, I mean, obviously they can only be, but a certain age, so I'm guessing they're still grade school age? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we have oh, one okay. daughter and she's a grade school.
1: Okay, okay, cool. So. At what point did things for you guys start to go down that non-vanilla road? Like, like okay, you meet, you're together, you're a couple, you're doing the pretty standard vanilla thing, you know, monogamous and everything like that. When did those pink winds start to blow where it's like, hey, maybe we should spice this up? Like, how did that come about?
0: Well, I'll let you answer this because he's
1: he started it. It's like he knows
0: the mechanics of it all. So this is his specialty and it was because of him. So I'll let him explain.
2: Okay. Right. This is a long story. It wasn't like um just one day I said, Hey, I want to see you screw another guy. It, it, you know, right. Um I had no idea that I was actually even into that when we initially started dating we had split up for a while and she was with another man and when i was laying there alone at night i found myself extremely jealous but at the same time extremely turned on and i would lay there fantasizing about what she was doing with him that's all that was on my mind at night when i would go to bed alone and i would find myself masturbating two three four times a night fantasizing about it and i was like You know, this is weird. I've never been into fantasizing about my girl with another guy. So um, come a month or two later, we're back together. And I told her about this and uh, I wanted her to go back and fuck him again. (laughs) And it wasn't a possibility because of the way their relationship ended and uh, it it wasn't going to happen. But. That's when it, we started talking about her fucking an ex specifically. And I didn't really care who it was. I just wanted her to fucking ex uh, because I,
1: I found that it turned me on. Okay, so that, that's interesting. So when. So you were apart mm-hmm. and she didn't tell you anything about her ex. You just knew that she was with her, you know, with another guy.
2: Yeah, you know, no, she made it clear she was with another guy because I was a little non-committal and she was looking for more of a commitment and um, when she left I realized okay well damn I, I do want that commitment now but it's too late because she's with this other dude and like I said all I could think about was what she was doing with him and how turned on I was by
0: it. yeah and he kept in contact with me you know phone calls here and there so it's like I knew he was wanting me back so it's just it was at the right time when I ended my relationship with this other guy and I got back with.
2: And then that's when we started talking about her, you know, hooking up with one of her exes. There was no racial component to it at this point. I didn't care about that at all. I just was turned on by the fact that she would screw an ex. And after going through her, you know, pictures showing me people she had been with one of them, happened to be well he was half hispanic and half black is what you told me right yeah <laughs> but he didn't look half at all he looked like a a black man to me and right. i had i had never really been into interracial sex at that point um but whenever i watched porn i just wasn't into it but in that moment when i saw that uh, everything changed immediately i mean it was like flicking a switch and uh I haven't really looked back.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we started discussing, you know, little details about Anthony or, you know, like how big his cock was. You or Well, he doesn't know. Anymore, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> I told you what I liked about him, and one of the things was his big dick.
2: <laughs> and I loved hearing that, and okay. I was absolutely on board immediately.
1: Okay, so. And let but me you ask know what? you this: When you, oh,
2: go ahead. We, I think that we actually were swapping. We decided that we wanted to play around. So prior to that, I think that were we swinging prior to Anthony? I think we were.
0: Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. We, there was
2: a one. Couple. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we met um, Kay, and what was her his her husband's name? I don't even remember. But um, we met them, and that was really fun. But they were from out of town, so that was a a, a one-time thing, unfortunately. We met them on SLS. It was spur of the moment. They, they were in town for Thanksgiving, and we're like, hell yeah, we want to meet. Um, then through word of mouth um, from another person we met on SLS that wanted to play with, but we weren't, were not interested in, he told me about this other couple, um, K and A, and they were great. Uh, we played with them three or four times, but we didn't really have the proper etiquette down with uh, swinging. And I think that I flaked on them. Something came up and we couldn't meet, and they lost our number. So that was the end of our swinging. In the town we live in, if you're a swinger, there's really not much to choose from as far as uh, uh, we're picky. So, I mean, I had absolutely. no problem. I had no problem converting to the hot wife thing because she had, um, there's a larger selection of single guys than there is attractive couples and I'm totally content to watch her play. So it just kind of evolved into a hot wifing thing, as opposed to me just saying from the beginning, oh, I have this fantasy, I want to see you screw guys. That's not how it happened. It was uh, over a course of time that evolved into that. And then once I found out that she was actually attracted
1: to black men, um, like I said, I was all for it. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. And this, this question is directed to M. So for you, um, okay. So you're laying there and this thought hits you that, Oh my God, I know she's with another guy and it's turning me on. And this is the first time that that thought has kind of crossed your mind when it yes. happened the first time to you. Did it scare you in any way? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why is this turning me on? Like, did you go through any period of of kind of, like, denial, so to speak? Like, this can't be no. like this. Like, what's wrong no, with Was it – did you like it right from the start?
2: Oh, I, I knew I liked it. There, like you – I've heard you say a hundred times, a hard dick don't lie and a wet pussy don't lie. Nobody knew it besides nah, me. So I had nothing to be ashamed of. I, and plus, I really didn't care. I knew I liked it. I didn't try to analyze it too much. It was what it was. And uh, I've always been comfortable with
1: it. Now, did you, how did you decide to? Because a lot of guys will think that, but they may not feel comfortable enough to tell the woman, especially a woman who they've really yet to establish anything with. Because, like I said, if it's your wife and you tell her, you know, you're together, you have all this time invested, you know, maybe you have kids. So yeah, she might freak out a little bit, but she's not going anywhere. Whereas if you tell a girl who you're just starting to date, you don't really know how she's going to take it. So was there any kind of trepidation on your part where it's like, I'm feeling this, but I don't know if I should tell her because I don't know how she's going to react to it. And I don't want her to think I'm weird. Or like, did you go through any of that? Or did you feel immediately comfortable with sharing that with her?
2: Uh, like I said, I didn't really analyze it too much. I'm, I'm always, I'm the type of person that, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with the truth and with reality. So I wasn't worried about her being like, Oh, that's gross. You're crazy. Why do you want that? I don't want to talk to you no more. Uh, I, I think that, uh, she's a little more kickback than that. I, I wasn't worried about a, a negative response from her. Everybody has fantasies, so it doesn't mean you have right. to act on it. So.
1: Now, and- when he told you for the very first time, like, I'm sure that this was probably the first time you ever heard something like this from a guy that you were dating, what was your initial impression when you heard him say for the first time, the thought of you being with, you know, fucking your ex turns me on. Because That's not something that you hear from a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys, they don't even want to think about you with another man. So here's a guy that you could possibly be entering into a relationship with telling you that the idea of you fucking another guy is turning him on. How did, how did you take that initially the very first time he told you that?
0: Yeah, I didn't know if he was for real. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but like soon after we, we, we just talked about it and talked about it. And I ended up actually having Anthony's number on my old phone. So I got the phone number and I texted him and, he was there, and he, he was interested. I got a response from him. So it's like as we progressed, you know, then he accepted it. Then it's like, okay, this is real, you know, and, and I kind of – I know I know he's, he's real, my husband, and he would – like he doesn't lie or he doesn't – he's not fake, and, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> he just accepts it, so I, I – <laughs> That's how, that's how I felt.
1: Okay. So and this was all before you even got engaged. So this, this was in place when you asked her to be your wife. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know,
0: you know what, and this is the truth. The day before we got married was one of the days I had a hot life experience. Oh, wow. Yes. With V. You know what I'm talking about, honey.
2: Okay, I
1: remember. I'd forgotten about this.
0: It was the day before. (laughs) So
2: So this
1: is the date. So the day, so this is when everything is all set up, your tuxes hanging up in the closet, your dresses hanging up in your closet, all the guests are in you know are either in town or coming in town. you know, whatever location you're having your wedding at, your wedding is now the one that they're setting up for the next one. And you had a hot wife experience?
2: Yeah, I I don't think that it was planned out that way intentionally. Right, right. But that's just the the
1: timing of it. That's when it happened.
2: And we didn't have like a real big wedding with tons of people there. We just wanted to get married and make that commitment to each other because we knew that we wanted to be together. We didn't want to see other people. And and, uh, so it wasn't like we had a big, huge day planned up. We got married. It was um, was nice and it was, uh, what's the word? um the word slips my mind right now but it it, it was a a small wedding just a a few people there yeah intimate and um but yeah but we didn't intentionally set it up that way like i know some people will be like i'm getting gang banged on my wedding (laughs) night or you know it was nothing like that i think it was just coincidence yeah no yeah
0: it just happened and it just like didn't cross my mind till now
1: wow okay so when you're standing there and, you know, the, the, the person who's, who's doing the ceremony, when you're going through your vows and your I do's, you basically said I do, knowing that less than 24 hours prior, she was getting fucked by somebody else.
2: Absolutely. That's my kind of girl.
0: Yeah. You know, like, we're saying <laughs> our vows and this is the way we accept each other. You know, this is who we are. There's, you know, we both accept each other, husband and wife life to you know to death do us
2: part and also we both have agreed that we feel that we do not associate love and sex like you I suppose the two you can be in love with somebody and have sex with them but I don't associate the two by and large right.
1: no I, t- I totally I totally get that and I, I think that's something that is a common thread that runs through many people in this lifestyle is that they're able to kind of compartmentalize and Mm -hmm. see the differences between uh you know between love and sex so okay so you get married Mm -hmm. did you take any time away from it to kind of say okay let's just enjoy you know doing this like was it a conscious decision to step away or did like you said you did something the day before you got married how long after you got married did the next encounter happen
2: honestly we didn't have to um take a break from it because it's so hard to find um the right people or person so it's not like uh, an everyday thing you know what I mean there's long breaks in between whether you like it or not in in this type of thing so it wasn't like okay we're not going to do this for a while I mean even if we wanted to it probably would have still been a couple of months down the road so we didn't have to intentionally take a break they were just always there
0: well, there was a time it did pick up, though. I would say maybe three or four years into our marriage when mm-hmm. I discovered. C? Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then it started to pick up.
1: Right. Because I know that even if you're not intentionally taking a break from it, there are things that you have to do if anything is going to happen. Like, like you know, it's like you have to kind of put those feelers out there like i guess it's it's not that it doesn't happen but it's very rare that a hot wife situation kind of happens organically in the sense of you know she's out and a guy just approaches her and then you tell your husband about him and then something happens with that guy who had no idea what he was getting into that's Um, never happened with us Mm -mm. right so usually it's a step that you have to take like whether it's Going on a website or using a dating app or, or something that you have to do with the express purpose of let's see what's out there. So, I was just wondering how long after you got married did you actually start looking for somebody again?
2: Mm, I don't know. I didn't really. Um, God, I think, I think we don't.
1: Always, if you don't, if, I think if you don't know the happening, don't worry about it. It's just something I'm curious about.
2: I think we were always kind of looking, but there was really nobody that floated her boat. Like the majority of the time I would do the looking, like I was kind of the security or the scout. And uh, if I found somebody that would pass, that had the criteria that we wanted for her, then I would pass it on to her. That's how I wound up on black to white. Somebody had, uh, I think somebody had, I was on SLS initially because we were on there looking for couples and then it switched to single guys once we realized that the couples were not there and there's no such thing as a unicorn where we live. Um, and that we both really liked the, the hot wife situation. So I got, uh, people told me about black to white. I ended up on there. And, uh, again, in the city we live in, there's not too many people on there. Um, Forgot the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just asking you about just how how long it had been before you, like I said, before you were actively looking for someone, like putting. We were. We always kept our eyes peeled. Okay. Okay. Now let me kind of go back into your past a little bit, Em. Um, Prior to having that thought the first time, Mm -hmm. as far as being turned on by the thought of her with another man were you always just like a vanilla guy or was there ever any kind of kink in any, like, even if it was, you know, role-playing or anything non-vanilla, like, did you ever entertain any kind of kink at all? Or were you pretty much just strictly vanilla until that situation occurred?
2: Pretty vanilla because, you know, the girls that I had always dated were nobody had ever brought up anything about swinging or um, anything too kinky threesomes or nothing like that. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I was younger, I was always very jealous. Like if somebody, if I found that somebody was messing around with my woman, I would have not have been cool with it at all. Um, and like I said, that all changed when she left me and was with somebody else. I don't know what changed, but something did.
1: Well, it's like one of those things I always say, we, we have no control over what turns us on. You know, even if it's something that we never thought we would be into. It happens, and something kind of clicks in our brains, and next thing you know, hard dick. (laughs) You know, it's those things that we have. You know, we we have very very little control over. Now, S, what about you? Prior to this happening, were you pretty much a straight vanilla person, or, or had you had fantasies up to that point? Did you have things that you thought about? Any experiences, or like I said, or was it just straight vanilla until that happened?
0: Well, I consider myself straight vanilla. Um, I've always had fantasies of, you know, not being the only woman in the room. And I've always felt excited when, you know, I was like, I don't know, with another woman too, but let's see, I was always interested in black men. And... That's what initially my thoughts were, and that's, um, gosh.
1: <laughs> now, prior to that, had you had any experiences with women, uh, before you got with them?
0: <laughs> you should say the way he's looking at me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yes, i actually, I have just one time.
2: Okay. And
0: yeah, that was with a boyfriend. Uh, and there was just two of us and that's what initially got my interest started with women and my bisexual lifestyle.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So, so when this finally did happen between the two of you, you had your feet in the, the kinky pool a little earlier than he did.
0: I sure did. (laughs)
1: okay so let me ask you this once you okay so you're married you've been married for a few years and you know you've had you know your 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 hot wife experiences how long was it before you started to realize that there was an actual community out there of other husbands who enjoyed seeing their wives with other men. Like, how long did it take before you realized that, hey, we're not the only ones who do this? Aside from swinging, I mean, we, like I said, you, you were on SLS, so obviously you were aware that there were swingers, but I kind of put this, I kind of put hotwifing in a separate category. So how long was it before you started to see that, Oh, okay. This is its own thing. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, there's there are other people who enjoy this as well.
0: Uh, I have answer that one because he knows he's <laughs> he, he's like the mechanic and and all this. He knows the mechanics of the time period. Of
1: you're you're killing that. me, babe. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> well, I would say
0: like the transformation to the from the. Swinger's lifestyle to the hot wife style came, uh, I would say, like five years into our marriage, where I did the transformation from being a swinger to a hot wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I started changing my perspective on things, like um, making them jealous. Like when I get ready, I would put makeup on, do my hair, buy special outfits, buy, buy heels, and, and just things I would not do for, like, a couple in the swing lifestyle. I would purposely make him jealous, and, you know, he loved it.
1: Okay, now for you, um, were you aware that she was intentionally trying to make you jealous? Like, did she know that you enjoy that?
2: Absolutely. So, yeah, I think but, I think that uh, with the question you asked her that because we were talking about that earlier, that's why she directed it to me. We didn't realize that there was a term "hot wifing" and "cuckolding" and and um, all those different branches of it. It's not we never said, "Hey, I want to get into hot wifing," or "Hey, I, it." We got into it and then learned that there was terms to it. So, uh,
0: and the more we wanted to actually know and experience, right.
1: So as you're going into it and, and you're learning about it, and I'll direct this question to, to uh, M first. as you guys were getting more into hot wiping, what type of changes did you notice in her as far as the way she carried herself, the way she thought but like did, or did you notice any changes in her as you started to get more into? Into hot life. Thing. Like what kind of manifestations did you see in her?
2: She absolutely changed. She just the way that she would carry herself. I think that she had more confidence. She, you know, the shirt, the skirts got a little smaller. Um, the eye shadow got a little heavier. Uh, the cleavage was out a little more. Uh, I mean, you name it. it, especially if it was, if something was going to happen, if it was date night, I, I found that I love being made jealous and she knew the things that I loved seeing. So she would go full on into them. So that was uh physical changes as far as her dressing and the way that she would talk and carry herself. It was very intentional though, and calculated. So.
1: Okay. Now as for you, did you notice any changes within yourself as you started to progress into this?
0: oh yeah like just I want to take better phys- or physical care of myself and I I wanted to buy more makeup more allure- alluring makeup you know pink lipstick blue eyeshadow eyeshadow and heels and a skirt you know I just I, I, I wanted to make him so jealous like nothing I would ever do for him so he could come harder and yeah, I noticed an immense change in, in my personality. Definitely, my confidence rose and
2: started wearing that hot wife jewelry, and yep. anklets, and Queen of Spades logos and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm into uh, it now more than ever. Definitely.
1: <laughs> okay, so how much do you two like after she's been with a guy? What is that? What is that experience like for you afterwards? Like I know some people, uh, for some people it's called like the reclaiming process of it. You know, like she's been with somebody and then she, you know, comes back home or you guys, what are, the bull leaves or whatever, and then it's your alone time with her. What, what are those times like for you, for you guys?
2: Okay, here's where I differ from many people that uh, are in the lifestyle or people that I've heard on your show I'm absolutely not into reclaiming or eating cream pies or any of that type of stuff. I don't have a problem with people that do it, but it's just not for me. Right. Uh, usually when she's with a bowl, whether I'm watching or not, I'll come two or three times. So by the time he's, he leaves, I don't got no come left anyway. So it's all if good. She likes. <laughs> yeah. If that. And, um, so, I mean, we'll talk about it. And if I'm still horny, you know, she'll jack me off or maybe give me a blowjob. But, you know, once she's had a dick down her throat or some dudes came all in her pussy or something, it doesn't turn me on to go down there and eat her pussy or, or to stick my dick in it. I know people have told me that try it, it, you know, you'll like it or you'll change. I said I wasn't into it a few years ago, but I just don't think that's for me. But I love it. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I love seeing it. I love hearing it. And um, afterwards, there's we just kind of hang out and maybe have a glass of wine or, uh, you know, but there's no reclaiming with us. I'm sure she would let me if I wanted, but that's just uh, not something that appeals to me.
1: Okay, so so the the physical aspect of the reclaiming is not present, but would you say that there is a mental component of reconnecting would you say that that part of it exists for you
2: absolutely i always want to let her know that you know when she's done that hey i love you that was that was fucking hot um you know
0: you asked me if i really like the guy or not like if i want to do it again did she
2: enjoy it so um so i mean because i think think there's a lot of communication between
1: us Mm -hmm. Right, because I think those things are they're kind of one and the same. For some people it's reclaiming, for some people it's reconnecting, but basically it's it's it all it all means the same thing, which is kind of reestablishing and reinforcing the connection.
2: Yeah, but I don't I don't feel like it needs to be reestablished because it was never gone. I mean she's always my wife. I don't care if she's fucking someone else or not and Right. But uh Yeah, we were definitely. There's communication afterwards, and we talk about what went down and whether she liked it or didn't like it. Because believe me, she does. She has not had a good time with every bowl that she's tried out. So we'll talk about that too. You know, and and maybe you know what? Maybe if they didn't do their job, then I got to step up to the plate and handle the business at that point. So that's happened too.
0: And he'll ask me. He's like, "Honey, did you enjoy yourself tonight?" Like I didn't. I saw that you're having a wonderful time. Or, honey, I didn't see you quite there's, enjoying yourself. There's been
2: dudes, remember that CHP dude, they, uh, they, they claim their bowls, And when they come over, they can't even get it up. So it's like, all right, ha- have a nice day, dude. I, g- I got this. You go ahead and go
1: home. <laughs> like, never mind. We're, 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 we're good over here. Yeah. So now, just kind of curious, because I know uh, different couples do it differently have all of her experiences been with you being present or have you given her the freedom to see guys without you being there? Like what are, how does that usually go for you guys?
0: It's been a little bit of both. Um, There's been times I would say a few times where, you know, he's dropped me off at a house and, Mm -hmm. I've gotten out in my heels and my dress, and an hour la- later, he picks me up. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that's cool. But I think our best experiences have been, like, actually, my best experience has been, like, at a
2: hotel. Real recently.
0: Yeah, real <laughs> recently. But besides that, um just meeting at the house, and
2: I feel like kind of like a. Um, if we don't know the dude, like maybe we just met him at Starbucks mm-hmm. or for a drink or something for a brief meet and greet to make sure that everybody is who they say they are. Um, I don't know them well enough to let her go to their house just meet some strange dude online. She's not going taking off with some strange dude. He right. could come over here and they can go upstairs to the private loft or whatever, and that's cool. But I'm going to be downstairs if, you know, if anything goes wrong or she needs me, I can be up there in a split second, and I don't have to watch every time. As a matter of fact, sometimes I can get off even harder not watching because it makes my mind wonder what are they doing up there, and right. a lot of the a lot of the times, what's going on in your mind is hotter and kinkier than what's really going on. So I don't mind I was, not watching. I was about to ask
1: you that, if you, how would you contrast watching versus not being present?
2: Honestly, I I think that uh, some of the best orgasms I ever had were not watching, but I I could actually hear what was going on and... You know, I didn't know specifically the position and stuff, but right, I heard that right. I could I could hear that she was liking what was going on and, and him mumbling whatever you know dirty shit he's saying to her, and it just I'd be down there throbbing and uh, <laughs> loving it.
0: And they wouldn't know it, what it was, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's just the cat."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, a couple a couple of uh, bulls didn't even know that she was married, and I'd be downstairs so. Not to be deceiving or anything, but...
0: Yeah. Oh, come on. I like being deceiving once in a while.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what? So you wouldn't, be, you, would, you wouldn't be there when they came in? Like, you'd be in another part of the house? Correct. Hmm. That's very interesting.
2: Yeah. Now We don't really... We don't roll like that anymore, but when we were rookies, we did things like that.
0: But sometimes those were the guys I really didn't consider bulls. They were just guys
1: right i get it i get it so i know because you, you you shared a few of them with me i know that you enjoy uh, you know filming her and, and and taking pictures oh yeah do you like how often do you go back and look at those pictures or watch those videos of her and previous encounters
2: all the time <laughs>
1: so, so, I, so I, that's I, like I, the, the best time that's, like, that's like your primary porn is her
2: Oh, yeah. I don't even go on porn, Hubbard. To me, the best porn is reality. Like, I used to love Hillary Scott. I would watch all of her videos or Jenna Hayes, but I don't even go on those sites anymore because my favorite porn star is my wife. Heck, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's a, that's a it beautiful. should be. Now, uh, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, so I think now would be a kind of a good time to go into it. Um, As we all know, for most of us in this lifestyle, it's not always roses. Everything doesn't always come up roses. And there are potholes. There are duds. And I know from previous conversations that we've had that you guys hit a period where she wasn't really thrilled with the quality of bulls that she was coming across. And you were actually contemplating leaving the lifestyle. Can you kind of give my listeners a, a little bit of an idea of kind of going into detail about when things started to kind of go down and how those conversations went where you guys were like, well, maybe this isn't for us. You know, it shouldn't be this hard. Like, what was that about?
0: Well, first of all, I would like to say that not all bulls are bulls.
1: Yeah, that that term is way overused by people that have no clue what it is. Well, you guys, you know, for being listeners of my show, you know, one of my you know favorite things to say is that you know there's a, a big difference between a guy that's a bull and a guy that just wants to fuck your wife. Right. Um, and unfortunately, most people don't learn that until they've actually encountered those types of guys. Um, so, yeah, so could you just kind of tell us a little bit about how that particular period was for you guys when things weren't so great?
0: Oh, my God. It was like extremely frustrating for me. Like, I can't describe. I had so many things going on personally, but I had, like, no time for bullshit, you know? So it's like, here he is. Here Matt, or I'm sorry, here M is. Here M is. Um,
2: doing all the homework, looking doing all for the people. homework,
0: looking for everybody, and and here's Greenham, and he then he would send them to me, and
2: you shoot I, them down because they're liars.
0: Yes, or when we meet them, they're total opposite of who they say they are like 20 their pictures are 20 years old and the guy <laughs> shows up looks like El Roker it's like what the hell <laughs> I think She's that was the kidding. last that
2: dude looked no, exactly no. like Al Roker. that
0: was the last one I, I put the I put the brakes on I said hell no this isn't for yeah, us. You get a picture
2: of John Bones Jones and Al Roker shows up oh you know my it's, God. it's not cool <laughs> the, the
1: mis- misrepresentation sucks <laughs> yeah. and it you, you know, know what
2: it, it's common
1: yeah unfortunately it, it it you know and and it, and it happens to us as, as bulls it happens to us too you know you they show you a picture and it's like 60 pounds ago you well know, this
0: not- one was seriously al roker
1: yeah not I- that there's anything wrong with a, a bigger woman it's just you just want to know beforehand You know what I'm saying? Like, like be honest with me and let me know what I'm getting into instead of springing it on me, you know, last, you know, last
2: moment. So and it started getting irritating to us like we would be cold, like if someone showed up and they misrepresented themselves that bad, we're like, you know what, have a good evening. like that because we got sick and tired of it but I also think
0: that we also limited ourselves to one area which is the area we lived, and we shouldn't have done that we should have like looked outside the area which is actually where we found our the best bowl I've ever had in my life you know I, I took a leap out the out of the um circle there and found them
2: Thanks to the Keys and anklets podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I, I definitely want to get to that, but I, I, I kind of want to go back to what was that conversation like when you actually contemplated just giving this all up? Like, what was that conversation like? And for you as, you know, I, I, like, I'm sure it wasn't a happy time, you know, because when it works, it's a lot of fun. But conversely, when it doesn't work, it's very frustrating. And as you were going through it and you were finding yourself more often being frustrated, what was the, what were those conversations like where it's like, you know what, maybe this isn't the life for us. Maybe we shouldn't continue doing this. In other words, because what, what, I'm, I'm going to get to your highest point, but first I want to kind of explore your lowest point.
0: Ooh, the lowest point. That's when I just told him I was just tired of the whole process of it. And he, like, it got to the point where he would send me five pictures of, quote, I'm quoting this, bowls. And which one do you like the best? Uh, neither of them. None of them. I don't like either of them. You know, and, and I just I just got tired of the whole process. And he got tired of the whole process. And, you know, they they didn't play out to what they were actually in the first place. And, you know, we would, you know, try and call them back. They would use a false phone number or they weren't reachable at certain times
2: flake. and
0: they flake. So I just told now, them I was over it. I, I just give up.
1: Now for you, Em, I know that, you know, cause I've, I've, I've talked to a number of people, you know, over my years and doing this. And I know that, for a husband, you know, this is, this is your, you know, this is your wife. This is your best friend. This is your soulmate. And as much as you get off on seeing her having a great time, the flip side to that is it, it just crushes you when you see her getting let down repeatedly, you know, like it, it it's almost like there's a part of you that almost dies inside because you feel so bad for her, you know? And so what was that like for you to see her going through this and knowing how it was affecting her? Like, what did that do to you?
2: Oh, it definitely bummed me out because I knew that she has a very high sex drive. And obviously she's into something that I can't give her. When she confided into me that she was into black men, I was all about letting her explore that until her heart's content. And the fact that it wasn't happening and she was about to give up bummed me out because not, not to be selfish, but I I loved seeing it happen and I I could see that, you know what, this isn't for us. Maybe it's going to be just like swinging where the couples by and large that we came across were not for us. Uh, Maybe this whole lifestyle, regardless of what, you know, hot wife, cuckolding, swinging, whatever you're into, maybe just all of this isn't for us because we've had way more negative experiences than positives. It was a waste of time. I was tired of paying for these websites where, um, you know, it just wasn't panning out. i was spending a lot of time on there chatting to people. Everybody's a bull. Everybody's a dom everybody, you know, and it's just, they're not, Nine out of ten, or not. So, right, I see she wasn't getting something that she wanted to live out. I mean, because she told me she's been fantasized about black men since she was young. So, right. the fact that she can live it out now, we're not the type of people to go out to bars and talk to people and meet people like that. We're kind of homebodies. So, our internet was our only means of finding people. And seeing that it wasn't panning out, and she was disappointed and irritated with it, you know. And we're
0: pretty private people, you know. We we kind of keep a, ourselves on the down low. I was
2: just bummed out that she wasn't able to live out those fantasies, and I wasn't able to enjoy her living out those fantasies.
1: Okay, I can I can definitely uh, understand and, and relate to that. Okay, so let's change let's let's uh, change the tone up a little bit here. Obviously, I know that. Things recently took a severe uptick for the better for you guys, so kind of give my listeners an idea of of the timeline for that like I know that it's 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 worked out beautifully for you guys, and i don't i don't want to fast forward it I want to take my listeners through that process so that the person and we'll we'll, we'll say who it is we 'll give him his 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 proper dues, but mm-hmm. before we get to that. How did it come about? Like, how did you even learn about that person, that that person was out there?
2: Keys and Anklets podcast from uh, an interview you had with the previous person on your show who they knew who they are, but I don't want to mention because they've been through enough already, so I just want to kind of leave them out of it. But uh, they had mentioned a bowl that is a mutual friend of yours and theirs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I did a little research, you know, I listened to the show, Looked me up at, uh, the four horsemen. So I indeed did that and I got a reply and he said, you know, I sent him a few pictures. He said, uh, okay, I think you guys are real. Here's my number. Uh, I gave his number to S and (laughs) we set up a meeting. The meeting went well and she set up a date once they meet, I kind of back off and let them do the talking. I'm just there for the initial kind of scanning people and right, making sure, right. sure they're cool. Once she says, yeah, it's all good, and I feel like she's safe with that dude, I back out and let them hash out whatever's going to happen.
0: And you got to follow your gut feeling. you know. I went with that right off the bat, and I said, this is the guy.
2: But so now, to, to answer your question, Keys in and Inklets podcast. Okay, well, thank that, you. That's that. how we found
1: I, it. I, I, I'm glad I, that I was able to, 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 to help you guys in, in any way, even if it was indirectly. Um, so, you know, for those who don't yet know, we're talking about Pagan. He's been on my show before. You know, he and I have since become really cool, really good friends. I enjoy talking to him. I know the quality of person that he is. So for you, how long into it, did it take for you to realize, okay, this is a different type of individual here that we're dealing with? Because you had been through the duds, and you, you know, you were able to recognize the duds. So what was it that showed you that, okay, this is a completely different type of person here? Like, when did you know that, okay, this is, this is the big time?
0: When we first met up with him, he started answering all of my questions. And I also listened to your podcast, and he the timeline. Every question I asked him with his answer matched up, and he was truthful. And I said, "Okay, yeah, you know this guy's for real. He's he's a real thing. Like, wow! I couldn't. I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it."
1: So that was the biggest thing to you initially was just the truth that was embedded in in what he was saying the honesty yes right okay so you know fast forward you know i know that you you know you had your you know initial experience with him so what was that like being with someone who you see as a real bull like what's the difference between being with a real bull versus again the guy that just wants to fuck your wife like i say it all the time but I want to hear it from a couple who's actually lived through it so my listeners can hear your perspective. What is it actually like when you're with that type of person?
0: Wow. Well, that's a lot to think about. Um, I, would, <laughs> it's, I would say it's amazing. It's like you re- finally reached that point in your life where like, I found an accomplishment as a hot wife. Like, This is it. This is for real. This is always what I've been envisioning as a hot wife and a bull relationship. Uh, this is what it should be. Pagan made it an experience for me. And that's what it was, a great experience. And I loved it.
1: OK. And for you, M, what was it like seeing how your wife responded to a real bull? Like, up to that, you had seen her respond this way and that way to different guys what was it for you you know where in other words what was your oh shit moment (laughs) so to speak and it's like oh shit so this is what it's like you know it's like you step through a door
2: it was the whole evening her body language was different um the way she spoke was different i could tell that she was genuinely turned on by this dude where in the in the past uh, other so-called bulls it was maybe just fucking, but this, like she said, it was a whole experience. It wasn't, Hey, let's show up and meet here and they're going to fuck for an hour. And then that's it. This dude, he treated her well. He treated her with respect. He was a gentleman and he was a bull and he laid it to her and she'd loved every minute of it. And, um, I had never seen her, not even with me <laughs> enjoy sex like that. And, uh, it, it, it was awesome.
1: Hey now. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this thing because I'm sure that 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 you know some of the husbands are kind of curious about this. Um, was it intimidating in any way, shape, or fashion? No, not to me. N- not at all. Uh... Okay. And what was she like afterwards? Like, what did you notice in her she demeanor? Her and smile. Just, she was glowing. She was
2: laying there cuddling with him after the first I session. I was a so. different
0: person. I don't know who I was,
2: but I was a different person. You introduced, you know, a lot of different things to, to her <laughs> that night, which, you know, I've spoke to you about that. But, I mean, she, um, that I know of, she's never had a, a, a collar and a leash slapped on her. And, uh she's never been slathered up in coconut oil like that and so, hey i
0: never gave you a <laughs> massage with my feet
2: <laughs> no i don't think you have it, it just it, very creative unique and uh cool as hell so um i had never really seen her just the look on her face and her whole demeanor tone of her voice her body language everything she was totally relaxed it was genuine and it was fucking hot and we're doing it again
1: and <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I you know i was fortunate enough to you know to see the pictures and like i said he's a friend so i you know i've kind of talked to you know you know all parties involved and it it genuinely does my heart good you know what i'm saying like i i like seeing when good people get together and you know I know that this lifestyle can be frustrating for couples especially because I know that when they first started walking this path they didn't even think about the idea that it was going to be difficult to find good guys not saying that they were naive but from your standpoint it's like okay I got this this beautiful sexy woman here that wants to have no strings attached sex, what guy wouldn't be with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you think like in your mind, when you're getting into it, you think that, you know, you're going to have your pick of the litter and then you start going through it and you realize that there's a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot more bullshit involved in this. And then the, 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 the frustration gets, you know, starts to set in. So I love it when, a couple or even a bull is able to have an experience that matches or even exceeds their expectations. Because that's when I feel you really get to see what this lifestyle is all about and what this lifestyle can really be.
2: I think that was the first time that, uh, she didn't spend more time getting ready than she did fucking. Because usually she would, you know, take a bath, shave, get her anklet on, her necklace, or do her hair, and spend two hours getting ready, and dude comes over and fucks for 10 minutes and hits the door. That's not a (laughs) bull. Ladies out, if that's your bull, get rid of him and look up the four horsemen.
1: Uh, I, 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 I joke with them all the time, and, you know, I tell them that, like I've become like his point guard. Like all I'm doing is just like throwing alley oops to him because he's mm-hmm. getting, you know, all of this increased attention from from, from from being on the show. So I mean, I'm I'm happy to funnel. I'm yeah, I'm happy to funnel people in this direction because I know that he's going to give them a great experience, and for me, that enhances the lifestyle. Like the more people we can bring in and give positive experiences to, the more people are going to stick around. You know, that's why I'm always, I have no problem recommending people and forwarding people and putting people in touch because, you know, for me, I just want them to have a great experience, you know, absolutely. And my thing is like, even if it's a wife who I would personally like to play with myself, my thing is if she has a good experience, then they'll be around because I don't know when I'm going to be able to meet some of these wives, you know, so if they have bad experiences by the time I'm ready, they might be done with it. You know, whereas once they have that great experience, even if they have a few duds after it, they've already experienced that high. So they know what's out there. And that makes them more willing to kind of deal with the duds because they know what they're looking for. Like they know that they're not chasing this mythical thing. Like they know that, hey, real bulls do exist. Indeed, they you do. know. So it, it 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 makes it easier for them to, you know, to deal with the 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 potholes a little bit more, because now they have that conviction. Now they they don't hope what's out there. They don't wonder what's out there. They know beyond the shadow of a doubt what's out there. You know, and that's that's always beautiful to see when that light bulb kind of goes out. You know, turns on and and you know, couples realize that and even for the wives, they get this renewed sense of I don't want to say purpose, I don't want to say purpose, but this renewed sense of okay, I know this is for me. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before with the duds, sometimes you may wonder, you know, is it is it me? Is it something that I'm doing wrong? you know but then once you have that positive experience then it's like okay i know that i'm on point and i know what i want and i know that i like this and it makes you even more determined to find more of the same not only that but it when you're with a quality bull it resets your bar so you're less likely to even deal with the guys that come up short because now you know what to look for
0: that's so true and i'm more excited more now than i have ever been before and i just want to plan and do other different things with with my bull now than i ever wanted to do with him before so it's fun and i'm excited
2: so it's opened a whole new can of worms for her, i think mm-hmm.
1: no that's 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 fantastic to hear that's fun and, I, and and i love knowing that in some you know, in some way that, you know, that I played some kind of part in that, in being able to help you guys, you know, find you that. a big that that's something that I, I've. Without, <laughs>
2: without your show, we would have never heard of uh, The Four Horsemen, Pagan, none of that. I mean, we would have been retired. Right. Now, we would have been out of the picture for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad glad that that didn't happen, and I'm glad that that didn't happen. Okay, so um, I don't want to keep you guys, you know, too much longer, but one of the things that I would like to ask you, like I said, I have a lot of of, of couples that, you know, they're still trying to find their way in this, you know, in this lifestyle, and, you know, they're still wondering if, if they can do this. They're wondering if it's right for them. You know, maybe his wife has, has had those negative experiences where guys didn't live up to, you know, what they were expecting. Or like you just said, she spent more time getting ready for the date than the actual date, it, you know, itself. So what type of advice or words of encouragement would you have for those couples that are still trying to find their way?
0: i would say listen to your podcast go on twitter look look at these pictures look look at the pictures of of me my my name is made, made for loving bbc and that's the number 4 but you go on my twitter account you'll see like m-
2: Ask you for references? That what you Well, no, no. You'll see pictures of
0: me, you know, enjoying myself. You know, my hands are wrapped around his neck while giving him a kiss, a collar. You look for my toes rubbing his cock, and and you get to see the whole experience. And that's
2: yeah. But where do they? I think he's asking you, where do you, what, what roads do they need to go down to have the success they need, they need? They need to do them? their
0: research, like you know go look at pages of happy hot wives and do their research on twitter pages or do your homework on yeah people. just do, do your homework be thorough. references
2: ask questions. asked yeah references
1: and for you em what would you say to the husbands as far as the best way to you know to Support your wife and encourage your wife when she's, you know, when she's taking these steps. Like, what kind of advice would you give those husbands about being a better partner?
2: Well, if if it's something that you know you're genuinely into, support her. Let her know how much it turns you on. Let her know how attractive she is. Let her know that uh, how much you like seeing her with her bowl, or even if she's not with a bowl, just. Um, the way that she carries herself let her know she's hot and she's wanted by not just you but other people build their confidence and let them know that it's okay and that regardless of if they're fucking other people you're gonna be there with them through the good the bad and the ugly if that's your woman she can have her cake and eat it too it's all good and um you know just be there for your girl
1: Okay, now you, you bring that up, and that makes me want, kind of want to go uh, back to something that I, mm-hmm. I enjoy getting feedback from, from both parts of a couple about. One thing that I say to guys, you know, because guys approach me all the time about, you know, how do I get my girl into this? How do I get my wife into this? And And, and things that they can do. And one of the things that I say is there's a component to this where – you're like before you actually do anything where you're telling her how much the idea turns you on and what i say to guys is like don't just tell her how much it turns you on like like show her like let her feel you know your increased passion when this subject is in the air you know what i'm saying like let her feel that oh wow he you know let her feel your energy like let her feel and experience just how much you're turned on by it in other words let it become more than oh yeah
2: I, i make it obvious especially like if we're having sex like uh she's not shy about telling me things like oh, I wish this was a a BBC because this is how I'd be sucking. And then she gets all nasty on it, and I'm just getting harder and harder and harder. So she's getting feedback from me, not just verbally, but physically too. So you're you're right about that.
1: And for you, did you, because like I said, obviously you hear him, you know, you hear him talk about it, but in the beginning – Like I said, like, you know, like you said, when he first told you, you were kind of like, whoa, is this guy serious? So (laughs) in the beginning, what was it like for you when he not only told you how it made him feel, but you were actually able to feel that he was turned on by this? Like, what did that do for you as far as like, oh, shit, he's not joking. Like, he really is into this
0: oh my god like it was unbelievable like as soon as i realized he was really into this it just just grew my imagination i just wanted to become more sluttier and and enjoy myself as a as a hot wife it's just i i grew more as a person and sexually from it
1: well that's 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 a, a, a beautiful thing and like i said i'm I'm extremely happy that, you know, the bar has been raised for you guys. You know, I'm really happy that you found, you know, an, an, an experience that showed you that this is in fact, you know, the the path that you want to walk. And, you know, I'm glad that it happened for you. You know, I look forward to hearing, you know, to hearing more about it, you know, as, as things progress and, you know, like I said, I talk to M. you know, we talk on a regular basis. And so I'm, you know, I'm able to see, you know, uh, your growth and the steps that you're taking. And it's, it's beautiful to watch. It really is. It's beautiful to watch. And, you know, I think a lot of couples can be inspired by it and can take, you know, can take notes from it in saying that, yes, there are a lot of duds out there, but there are a lot, there are some good guys out there too. And it's worth it to stay the course and maybe change your tactics up a little bit to find, to specifically seek out those types of guys, even if it's getting a reference from somebody. You know, like whatever it takes. Because once you have one of those experiences, it's a game changer. You know, it it, it truly is a game changer. You know, and I hope more couples... Are fortunate enough to to find one of those guys, just so that they can, you know, experience what this lifestyle, you know, truly has to offer. I couldn't agree more. Okay, so uh, before I wrap things up, is there anything that either one of you would like to say in closing?
2: Well, I know that you're probably going to post a couple pictures of her, which is cool. But if anybody else would like to see pictures of her, you could check her out on Twitter. There's pictures of her with Pagan or just her being her sexy self. I forget what your handle is.
0: It's uh, Made for BBC.
2: At Made for Love and BBC. There you go.
1: Very good. Very good. Well, I want to thank you both for uh, agreeing to do this. Like I said, I, this is something that I hope to be able to do more of, which is having couples on, you know, at the same time, I think it adds an interesting dynamic to uh, the conversation and being able to hear, you know, hear you both kind of, you know, playing off one another and, you know, and everything. And I know that my listeners, you know, enjoy hearing it. And I just want to say thanks. I mean, you know, thanks for being listeners. You know, I wish all my listeners could be like that in the sense of listening to the show and also being able to have an experience that kind of was born from the show. You know, as a host of this, that's like the ultimate compliment, you know, uh, right there. Like it, it, it doesn't get any better than that for me personally. So I just want to say thank you. And, you know, to my listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. I hope you've enjoyed, uh, you know, hearing from this wonderful couple. And uh, again, a little shout out to my Patreon supporters. I want to thank all of you because without you, doing this show wouldn't be possible. So even if I don't mention you by name, just know that, you know, my appreciation is boundless it truly is. Like I said, this, this wouldn't be possible if it weren't for you guys. So thank you for that. Um, If you're not yet uh, a Patreon supporter, uh, you know, please consider doing so um, because it's through those contributions that I'm able to do this show and I can bring you more content and fantastic interviews like M&S here. So, uh, you know, look into it, you know, it's, it's very inexpensive and, and every little bit, help. So thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Keys and Anchors podcast. I'm your host Michael C. signing out and I'll see you when I see you.